Welcome to the Chin Lounge. You've stumbled on one of our short episodes called The Mini Bar, where we discuss a current relevant topic pertaining to the travel industry. I'm Teresa, owner of Get Out Custom Travels and creator of Fan With Intention. And I'm Corrine, creator of Travel Biz Boss and co-owner of Journey's Travel Company. We won't let you leave without some headlines, so stay with us until the end for excess baggage. So I recently did something that I wanted to share with you because I... I feel like it's an extra step in me implementing a boundary for myself. Mm-hmm. And I had been finding myself not sleeping well for a while. And that didn't used to be a problem. Like if I could sleep through the night and, you know, even if I got calls in the middle of the night for emergencies, you know, once in a while, I would still be able to, I feel like get rest. And I was thinking, is this just, you know, getting older, not being able to sleep, or is it just like my anxiety level, always thinking that something's going to happen and always like waiting for my phone to buzz. Mm -hmm. So I found that I was getting interrupted in the middle of the night from like phone buzzing, but for things that are not emergencies or things that I do not need to be hearing Mm -hmm. in the middle of the night. So like app notifications, whatever it is. So I recently and recently being like Monday of this week, (laughs) turned on the do not disturb feature on my phone and I customized it to give me notifications for a variety of apps where I know my clients might reach me. So Mm -hmm. WhatsApp is one, Facebook Messenger is another because if if my mom is overseas, she'll call me via Facebook Messenger. So I want that to be on in case like, you know, there's an emergency. And I also turned on the feature where if the same number calls me twice within 15 minutes, the second call will notify me. Like I will be notified of the call the second time. So that is assuming that if clients are trying to call me on my phone, they don't get me the first time and it's an emergency, they will call me again the second time right after. So the second call will come in. So right now I'm trying to get my mind used to it. So I'm still not 100% sleeping soundly because I have the anxiety that I'm trying to work through mentally, but I feel (laughs) myself getting better as the days go on (laughs) because there haven't been really any emergencies so far, knock on wood, that I have to deal with. Yeah. So I think that's brilliant. I need to look into that. I like that there's lots of different ways that you can customize it. Mm -hmm. I've talked about before how I created sort of a complicated email filter now so that I don't have, I'm not checking every single email as it comes in from, you know, the Travel Institute and Royal Caribbean sales, you know, like it was making me insane. Uh, And I feel so free now. I do tell my clients that the only time I'm not going to be available is when I'm sleeping because I could sleep through a bomb going off. So I try to really prepare them. I tell them exactly what to do in every situation. I give them the emergency phone number and that just has to be enough. It's, you know, I can't help when I'm unconscious. Right. (laughs) So (laughs) so many people going to Europe. Um, But I love it. Any, anything you can do to make sure that you're well rested and ready to tackle the next day is super important. And your clients, you're always working with DMCs too. So they always have on the ground support as well. Yes. Yeah. And I'm so glad I filtered through my in-destination partners to make sure that they had a well-staffed 24-7 emergency number. 
Mm-hmm. And I test that out too, because if clients reach out to me first, that's, or they have an issue or whatever it is, I use that same number so I can see what is the response time? Like, is someone answering the phone right away? You know, what are the avenues I can do to, or I can use to reach out to them? So definitely something that's been helping my peace of mind. And so far, this new Italy DMC that I've been using, everything, like they are the trips where I don't hear a thing from clients. It. And it's Italy. So to me, that's a big deal. Because <laughs> it seems I like have... it's such a mess. <laughs> yeah, I'm sweating because I have it's a big family. They're all traveling from different originating airports to Rome. And it's the day that I arrive in Madrid. Mm-hmm. So I have, I have basically made it as clear as possible because I did book their air package through travel impression. So I'm like, if you have trouble during travel, you're going to skip right over me and you're going to call this number because these are the people who have control mm-hmm. of your air reservations and can help you. I hope I made it clear enough. Um, yeah. Of course, I'll be nervous, but luckily I will arrive ahead of them. So, but again, if, then if I'm asleep, so anywho, I'm sweating it, but I'm sure it's all going to turn out fine and I've done the best <laughs> I can and that's all I can do. Exactly. <laughs> We're just doing our best. <laughs> well, before we jump into our discussion this week, we want to give a shout out to our podcast network, Trap Market Media. Head on over to TravMarketMedia.com where you can find other amazing podcasts to grow and build your business. First up is an article from Travel Pulse, and it touches on the issue that we have all been experiencing via canceled flights. Mm -hmm. And a lot of like the biggest complaint I think for us is the airlines continue to sell seats on planes in spite of the fact that they know that they are understaffed and may not be able to staff these planes. And so there are mass cancellations. Yeah. At this point, I don't really think they can make any excuses. Like, you know, the situation. It's been happening for a while. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And um, this article, it talks about how, you know, the DOT is, I guess like, speaking out on this and threatening fines. And so this article asked, would finding airlines resolve flight delays and cancellations? Mm -hmm. And it was brought on by a a quote unquote scathing Twitter message from Senator Bernie Sanders, (laughs) uh, where he called out DOT secretary Pete Buttigieg and said the government agency should start finding airlines for every flight cancellation that carriers know won't be fully staffed. And the tweet is here in this article, and I just read the tweet in Bernie's voice. Yeah. So basically, (laughs) Bernie is telling um, Pete that it's time for them to find airlines $55,000 per passenger for every flight cancellation they know can't be fully staffed. And um, it also quotes him as saying, all over this country, airline passengers are growing increasingly frustrated by the massive increase in flight delays, cancellations, and outrageously high prices they are forced to pay for tickets, check bags, and other fees. Thousands of flight disruptions have left passengers and crew members stranded at crowded airports from one end of the country to the other, forcing them to miss weddings, funerals, business meetings, and ruining family vacations that have been planned for months in advance. And I'm doing Bernie Sanders hands as I am reading his quote. Uh, So 
I'm not sure if this, like, if this article even says, like, $55,000 per passenger per canceled flight is a very ambitious goal, but, like, right. something needs to be done. Like, yeah, there has to be something to down. Yeah. yeah. It says that last month, Buttigieg reached out to airline executives and took them to task for the numerous delays and cancellations plaguing the industry, and that, that was right before an epic meltdown during the Juneteenth weekend. Um, so days later, he threatened the airlines by saying the federal government has the power to compel carriers to increase staff. Specifically, the DOT has the power and authority to force airlines deemed to have insufficient staffing to hire more workers. Um, he said that is happening to a lot of people, and that is exactly why we're paying close attention here to what can be done and how to make sure that the airlines are delivering. Uh, and the article says, well, that sounds like an interesting idea. Some of it, much of it is all talk. And that's what I was just going to say, like, took them mm-hmm. to task. What does that mean? Money talks, yeah. baby. Sanders uh, <laughs> and Buttigieg must realize that a huge part of the staffing shortage is actually a pilot shortage. And with all due respect to ground workers and baggage handlers, hiring a pilot involves far more training and is far more time consuming. And that's all true. But then don't sell the flights. Exactly completely agree with that. Like don't sell flights that are costing an arm and a leg. Cause we know domestic flights have been so crazy. Bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. And people are paying that getting their flight canceled. They make plans. You're like, it's people's lives that they are planning and you are canceling the flight and making it so hard for them to get their money back. And you overcharged them in the first place. And you overcharged them in the first place for flights that you knew were going to be understaffed. Yeah. So something must change. I would love to see them be fined $55,000. I don't know how you would enforce that and what kind of, what it would actually cost taxpayers Mm -hmm. to research it. But man, I mean... Things happen suddenly, of course, but they are mm-hmm. straight up just selling things that they know they can't deliver and right. hoping for the best. And getting away with it. I don't know if it's just for cash flow to keep them afloat, but it's terrible. The buck stops here. Literally. Is that government speak? <laughs> I feel like your president said something like that. <laughs> Our next article is also from Travel Pulse, and it says Marriott Hotels and Ted Partner to debut first ever immersive guest rooms. This looks so cool. Uh, It says Marriott Hotels and Ted are launching a first ever immersive guest room experience starting July 15th at the San Francisco Marriott Marquis called the Curiosity Room by Ted. The Curiosity Room by Ted can now be booked for stays beginning July 15th. And two other curiosity rooms will be available for stays at the Bangkok Marriott Marquis, Queens Park on August 15th, and the London Marriott Hotel County Hall on September 15th. All will be available for stays for three months from their opening dates. So the room, when I first saw it, I was just like, okay, what's going to be involved? And is it mandatory to you know, interact. Uh, it says here, guests who book the curiosity room can enjoy an interactive room that works almost like a puzzle box with riddles and puzzles to solve throughout the room according to their destinations. Each room also comes with a curiosity journal, a handy guide that helps guests along with their experience. So initially when I read this, I'm like, so do I need to solve a puzzle to turn on the light? But I don't think it's like that. 
it's not stressful. It should be fun, right? But that was like my first thought. Yeah. Um, when the guests finish the final challenge, they'll celebrate with a certificate of completion and a free dessert at the hotel restaurant. Love it. Uh, it says Marriott Hotels has been partnered with Ted, Ted excuse me, since 2016. And Jason Newell, Senior Vice President of Premium Brands Marriott International says, Marriott Hotels have always been a place where guests can be inspired at every corner of their experience. And we've taken that to the next level with Ted's award-winning educational arm, Ted Ed. This one-of-a-kind adventure further fosters the notion for our guests to stay curious in their travels, opening their minds beyond a typical overnight stay and propel them to explore the destination with a renewed desire to learn something new. I just want to let you know that uh, my neighbor's lawn maintenance just started. So if you hear buzzing in the background, that's what it is. So I would you stay in a room like this, Kareem? Oh, for sure. Again, like if I had to do a puzzle to turn the lights on or worse, the air conditioning. No way. <laughs> but um, as just a point of fun, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, it just gives you, you know, if you, especially if you have kids and stuff like that, more activities to do in the room and stuff for you to like work together on. Kind of like, yeah. kind of like an escape room without That's wanting to escape. Yeah. Yes, exactly. The next article is from Travel Market Report, and it's a study that reveals best worldwide cities for bachelor and bachelorette party groups. And, remember, and I know you've read it. Hotels to make sure that they're okay with it. <laughs> yes. And I was, I know you've already read it, so I'm not going to ask you which cities you think are on here because you already know. But I was kind of surprised by a few of these. And I'm wondering if it's bachelor, bachelorette parties um, for people all around the world and not just like American travelers. It must be. Yeah, because I, some of these I've never heard of people going to. So it must be like a worldwide thing. Yeah. Um, so let's start with the bachelor top 10. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Number one is Prague. Prague is Prague, man. 1.6. Six nightlife attractions per kilometer and an average Airbnb rate of $85 per night. Other cities that made the top 10 are Milan, Paris, Lisbon, Barcelona, Dublin, Vancouver, Budapest, Brussels, and Amsterdam. Miami came in just shy of the top 10, though it ranks number eight just in terms of nightlife. Las Vegas ranked 13 overall but holds the top spot for bachelor parties that want to focus on casinos. These are like fancy bachelor parties. Can you imagine if like someone came up to you and was like, Hey, let's go on a let's bachelor party. Well, it would be expensive from the U S but the cost, like what it costs to mm -hmm. stay there is really reasonable. Yeah. It's such a cool city. And now I feel like every time when I go to Europe now, I'm just going to pay attention to how many, bachelor and bachelor parties and parties, and parties. <laughs> yeah i'm sure there are a lot i just never noticed them yeah all right and for bachelorette uh paris takes the stop top spot with 8.82 spas per kilometer i never knew that 5.60 nightlife attractions per kilometer and an average airbnb rate of 146 per night 
also making it into the top 10 are Lisbon, Milan, Barcelona, Vancouver, Prague, Brussels, Dublin, Bangkok, and Krakow. Cities in the United States making it to the top 20 are Miami, uh, which is 13, and New York City. When sorting the overall list by high spa concentration, Miami comes in number four, Honolulu ranks at number five, and New York holds the 10th spot. So Paris is where it's at. It's got more nightlife attractions per kilometer. And I think the reason why Prague beat out Paris in their ranking is because of the nightly average Airbnb rate. I yeah. feel like the ladies ladies aren't, aren't that as hesitant yeah, guys are just like, we just need a place to flop. We don't care. <laughs> when when my business partner at Journeys, Dawn and I were in Prague, we stayed in a hotel with a beautiful view, but there was no AC and we had to leave the windows open or we were, it felt really stuffy. Mm-hmm. Um, and we could hear people howling in the streets into the wee hours. I just remember hearing Dawn go, are you kidding me? And turning <laughs> It is a party, party town. And I think staying up all night is definitely the norm there, which, mm-hmm. as we know, that's not for me. Nighttime is not my time. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And the last article we have is from afar. It's Apple AirTag Review, Why You Need This Travel Accessory If You Check Bags. And I don't know why I've never thought of this before, but heck Yeah. So this quarter size device makes keeping track of your luggage when you fly at least a little less stressful. I have heard so many stories lately, and even on our Croatia cruise, these ladies, their bags didn't come in until like yeah. the day, day before we were getting off the boat. And um, they were just getting all these different stories about where they were, and that was part of the stress. It wasn't just that they didn't have their luggage. It was they were just getting kind of jerked around. So throwing an Apple AirTag in there can help you keep track and then you know where it is at least. So um, this author, unlike me, says they are staunchly on team bag. <laughs> uh, they like not worrying about finding an overhead bin space. I agree that can be tricky. Um, or bringing their suitcase into questionable bathroom stalls. Questionable. Um, it's also a free perk for many travel cards credit cards, so why not take advantage of it? Uh, But they also are serially unlucky when it comes to the bag actually making it (laughs) to the carousel. I can't imagine not getting your bags repeatedly and still wanting to check it. Yeah. Yep. I feel like that's going to be a higher incidence rate now um, versus before because the last... when we were in Croatia, that was literally like, I can't remember the last time I didn't have a bag show up. Croatia was the first time. So um, I'm still thinking about checking a bag, but I've also ordered a couple of pieces that are carry-on size because I'm going to attempt to pack as much as I can and the carry-on. Um, but also do a check bag for things that are like more liquids that are full size. I, I, okay. I will say it right now when they make full size liquids allowable in carry on bags, I will be carrying on You'll make it exclusively, work. but until then, <laughs> well, 
something to remember if you're considering giving carry on a whirl is that some airlines will weigh your bag. So like I found on Delta, I, I could have such a dense bag, it could weigh three tons, but if it's in the small enough container, they don't care. Lufthansa only gives you 12 kilos. Mm-hmm. So you you have to pay attention to what's allowed because if you did go to the trouble to try to carry on and then they made you check the bag, it would be possibly devastating if your computer was in there or something like that. Yeah, yeah. So always pay attention to I think that. It's the European it's like, it's every airline that's not an American airline that cares about the weight of your carry-on yeah. bag, which is what I found. Yep. So the author said that considering the 4th of July weekend was projected to be, quote, a hellish mess, and they would be traveling from Colorado to Alaska uh, on an airline that had recently canceled a ton of flights, they decided to test out the Apple AirTag to track their luggage, if for no other reason than peace of mind. Yeah, for someone who I who checks bags, I can't use these air tags because I don't have an Apple device. Oh, so, that's right. Yeah, so the way these air tags work, if listeners don't know, is that the air tag will ping off of other Apple devices to help you basically geolocate where that air tag is. So the author was saying how he was in, you know middle of nowhere, Alaska, and the AirTag didn't show up in terms of the location because there were no other Apple devices near it for it to ping off of. So um, that's one thing to keep in mind too. But I, I'm going to look for one that is compatible with an Android mm-hmm. because this isn't um, serious enough for me to switch over to an Apple device. So yeah, I'm going to stick with my Android. Well, they said um, while a lot of these airlines do have luggage tracking apps, they're not updated in real time like the AirTag is, and there's room for human error. For a little additional peace of mind, the AirTag is worth it. It's fairly accurate and reliable, and they've already added it to their master packing list. Oh, I just added something to my master packing list today. So it'll be sure to be packed for all upcoming trips. Do you have a master packing list? Um, not written down. It's all in my head. Do you mean for my clients? No, for you. (laughs) No, I have, I basically plan out based on what kind of container I put things in. So I don't have everything written down. It's just, okay, I need all these things in here. And I have traveled often enough for me to just know at this point. So maybe I should just write it down. Maybe it's because I'm old, but I, I have to have a master list. Now, some things I'm not going to need, so I just check them off and get them out of the way. But Mm -hmm. like, so that I can make sure I pack my AirPods. And well, now I'm wearing glasses full time, but reading glasses were must have. My mouse, you know, all of those things that are going to be standard every single time. And Mm -hmm. I just bought this little adapter that you can pair your AirPods to. You can plug it into the headphone jack on the plane and pair your to it. So that is what I just added. But all of those things are definitely going, I mean, I have, I have to put like, don't forget your makeup. Don't forget your toiletry. <laughs> those are like uh, the first things I pack. You know, like, yeah, things like that. I don't, it's not for clothes. It's for, although I do say like, which shoes do you need? What are you wearing home on the plane? Uh, what undergarments do you need? Do you need a swimsuit? You know, things like that. But I have to have it or I'm lost. Mm. I should start making a list. 
just in case. It's nice to have. I do mine in Google Keep because it's easy to access yeah. anyway. All right. We ready for some excess baggage? Oh, yeah. It's time for excess baggage, which is a speed round of headlines that are pretty self-explanatory, so you can learn a lot in just a couple of minutes. According to Travel Pulse, travelers to Australia can visit the country without worrying about COVID-19 travel restrictions starting July 6, 2022. Travel Weekly reports that effective August 1st, Norwegian Cruise Line holdings will no longer require vaccinated guests to complete pre-cruise COVID-19 testing unless testing is mandated by government authorities. That means U.S. cruise passengers must still submit to the pre-embarkation testing because the CDC requires it from cruise lines participating in the CDC's COVID-19 program for cruise ships, and they opted into that program earlier this year. Another one from them says that Scenic Group has launched a new incentive program that will pay travel advisor commissions earlier than usual if bookings are made and paid in full by clients within a certain time frame. A headline from Travel Age West says, ASTA's Legislative Day sees a record turnout. Travel Agent Central reports that the Cayman Islands Department of Tourism last week announced a series of changes to its COVID-19 government protocols, officially eliminating pre-arrival testing requirements for inbound, fully vaccinated travelers. Already in effect, fully vaccinated passengers traveling to the Cayman Islands will no longer need to submit proof of a negative COVID-19 test result within one day of arrival. Another one from them says that Celestial Cruises has introduced a new small group shore experience program, Authentic Encounters. The new intimate, immersive, and hands-on shore excursions allow guests to go deeper into a destination and pursue personal passions such as food and wine, art and archaeology, culture and active adventure. The shore excursions are offered in ports in Greece and Turkey and range in size from 2 to 20 participants. According to Travel Market Report, Sandals Dunn River, the new Sandals Resort on Jamaica's north coast, is set to open May 2023, is now open for booking. They also report that Thailand this month dropped two of its last remaining requirements for travel, the Thailand Pass, the web-based system to upload documents needed for inbound travel to Thailand, and the $10,000 health insurance requirement. And our high note today is that Fiona's surgery went really well. I'm just kidding. <laughs> the high note from today is from afar for more than two years. It's been impossible to see the remote beaches, rugged islands, and superlative diving sites of Vanuatu, an archipelago made of 80 plus islands in the South Pacific. However, on July 1st, the small country reopened to tourists for the first time since the onset of the pandemic. And that's it for excess baggage. Just a reminder that all the articles we've referenced today can be found in the show notes. Please remember that we didn't write the news, we're just sharing it. If you've enjoyed the episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and or share the show. Also head on over to our Facebook and Instagram pages, which are both under the Tin Lounge. We'll link them in the show notes. And just to clarify, you weren't kidding about Fiona's no. surgery going well. Her surgery did go well. And that is definitely <laughs> the high note of my life right now. Her surgery did go well. It's been very tricky and exhausting because it's like having a toddler. You have to watch her every second. But um, hopefully she'll be finished up healing pretty soon. Yay. Have any questions, comments, or just want to say hello, please shoot us a DM or email us at hello at the tinlounge.com. We'll see you all next week. Bye.